Welcome back to the Police Stories podcast. I'm Dave. Hopefully you've already listened to the intro, uh, the previous podcast, just to hear a little bit of what this is about, but basically some stories from my career as a police officer. So this first incident I'm going to talk about uh, happened very early on in my service, probably within the first three months or so. Um, I was 21 and I'd been to my police training college for, uh, I think it was a total of 12 weeks. And then after that, you come to the police station you're going to work from, you get put on the tutor unit along with a, a tutor constable, somebody who basically has got some service, bit of experience, you know, is going to help you through those initial um, months of your service. So on this occasion, I'd been in, done a few bits and pieces, and then I'd been asked to come in the following day in plain clothes, which I was really chuffed about. This was my first time working in plain clothes. I was quite excited, really felt like I was getting somewhere and that perhaps I was trusted um, and that's why I'd been asked to come in. I mean, that probably wasn't the case. It was basically that we had a, a problem with shoplifters in the local um, shopping centre. So they decided to do something about it. And the tutor unit was asked to go and see what they could do about the shoplifters. So myself and a colleague who was a similar service to me, very, very young in service, new new to our careers, came in uh, in plain clothes the following day. Um, and we were just uh, sort of getting our stuff together, getting ready to, to go out when a uh, a call came in to the shopping centre that we'd intended to go, reports of a male with a gun, and that's all we had. There was no other details. So at this time, we were in plain clothes, and all we had was our radios and also a, what's called a PR24 baton, a side-handle baton, which is a 24-inch sort of plastic uh, police baton. Um, they'd just been issued to the UK forces. and Prior to that, we'd had the traditional old sort of woody, which was a, a small wooden truncheon, um, so this was quite a step up. Um, and, uh, on a side note, as a kid, I'd watched an American series called TJ Hooker, which was an American cop who carried one of these, um, PR 24s. Uh, so I was equally pleased that not only was I in plain clothes, but now I had one of these, uh, PR 24s as well, just like TJ Hooker. Uh, so it was quite amusing. Anyway, they put up for any plain clothes units to go and attend and have a look for this uh, male with a gun. You have to remember this was the days previous to ARVs, armed response vehicles. There was no such thing, certainly in, in the home counties force like I was in. Um, I think maybe the Met had uh, ARVs at that point, but, but smaller forces didn't. Sort of armed response for, for those forces and certainly for us consisted of a few locally trained AFOs, authorised firearms officers, who would come into a station and meet uh, the local inspector, for example, who would open up a safe and then issue out a couple of weapons, maybe a couple of handguns and possibly an MP5, um, to then go out and deal with armed incidents. But there was none of those available, so there was no sort of armed response at all available. So initially they'd asked for plainclothes officers. No one else responded on the radio, which I was amazed um, and slightly pleased with because myself and my colleague, who, as I say, very new to the police, put up that we could attend. We were in plain clothes. So we were given the go and uh, we ran from the police station to um, the shopping centre, which was about five or ten minutes away, I suppose. It was sort of quicker than trying to find a car. Um, so we arrived at the uh, at the shopping centre, a slight sweaty mess at that point, and with our uh, our batons tucked out of the way and just a radio sort of subtly in a, in a jacket pocket. And initially... There wasn't many people outside the, the shopping centre. It was at a sort of side entrance that went onto a small park and there was a play area. And we could see a group of about five or six um, 
people, a mixture of male and female, ranging in age from kind of 16 to 20 or so, I suppose. Um, we sat down on a bench and watched these people for a while. We weren't sure if this was who we were looking for. We had no descriptions. It was just male with a gun outside the shopping centre. So we thought we'd um, stick with these for a bit and just see. Sure enough, after about five minutes or so, one of them pulled out quite a large black sort of semi-automatic style handgun from the rear of his waistband and pointed it off into the trees, sort of taking up a firing stance. And as if he was larking about with his mate, showing him, you know, the gun. Uh, so we were pretty confident this was our man, obviously. Um, and uh, one of us managed to sort of walk off a short distance out of view of them and call up on the radio and confirm that we were watching the right people. So we were asked to continue observing them, but no more, um, while they were trying to sort out some sort of armed response, whatever whatever that was going to look like. As I say, it was um, it was nothing like it was or is today. Um, so we watched them for a little while. And then uh, a couple of members of the public walked past. By this time, the male sort of was aware that he shouldn't have this gun and certainly not in public. So when people came along, he kind of hid it away um, to keep it out of sight. And uh, after a little while, he moved off round the corner. Uh, in fact, the whole group did out of sight uh, to us. So we decided that we were going to follow at a sort of reasonable distance. Um, so we came gently around the corner. But unfortunately, what we didn't realise was they had literally stopped just round the corner. So as we came round the corner, we almost bumped into the group, and particularly the male, who at this point had the gun out in his hand. Um, and also there was a member of the public walking towards him who had now seen the gun and was looking very alarmed. Um, so I kind of looked at my colleague and we felt really we had no no choice as we were kind of on top of them, given what we were dealing with. So basically, I managed to sort of rush up to the male who I was pretty close to anyway uh, and obviously they didn't know who we were at that point. I managed to get hold of his wrist and also basically get my other hand around his throat effectively and pushed him up against the wall uh, and pin him against the wall. Of course that took both my hands so I had no hands left for a radio or baton or any anything else, handcuffs etc. Um, and my colleague behind me kind of stepped in behind me and turned and faced the rest of the group at which point two or three of the other lads had uh, reached down and picked up some pieces of wood that were just uh, laying there from the trees uh, and the woods that we'd just come round from and basically started approaching us with these woods. So, sorry, with these pieces of wood. So we're in a, a fairly concerning situation. I didn't really have time to sort of get too worried about it. I had my hands full with this guy who wasn't really struggling, but he was... I think panicked at this point, we were trying to tell them who we were, identify ourselves as police officers, but um, at this point, I don't think they either heard us or kind of could figure it out. And certainly neither of us had a hand free to get a, a warrant card out, any form of ID to formally show them. And I still think uh, they either didn't think we were police or didn't know we were police, because bearing in mind, we were pretty young. Um, they were too, but I just don't think they, they sort of knew who we were really at this point. So at this point, the three of them, are closing my friend down with these pieces of wood raised above their head. I've got the other guy pinned against the wall and can't really do anything to assist. And we were just thinking, we're really in trouble here. I'm not sure where how this is going to end. Um, when, thankfully, um, a marked police vehicle, uniform police car, which had some other colleagues in, came round the corner and saw what was happening. Uh, they were able to get out of the car and, and run over to us um, and assist. So we managed to get the firearm off the guy. 
get him in handcuffs and sort of uh, shoo the others away who immediately dropped the pieces of wood and kind of didn't want to get involved. Now they were pretty sure that the game was up, you know, and we had hold of them. So the incident came to a, a good conclusion. Um, nowadays, uh, you'd probably be disciplined for it because nowadays it'd be very different. You would definitely be told to stand off and not get involved pretty much no matter what until armed response vehicles were there. As I said at the time, it wasn't really an option for us uh, and probably our naivety was walking around the corner right on top of them. But ultimately things happen, you know, it's all very well talking about things in a classroom, but when you're on the ground and dealing with stuff, you know, it, it doesn't go smoothly and you've got to make snap decisions quickly. Um, so that's what we did. We got hold of them. Uh, we subsequently found out later on that the uh, after the males had been arrested, um, armed uh, response guys came out to have a look at the weapon. It turned out to be a, a BB gun. But of course, you never know that. Um, later on, I would find out when I became uh, an armed officer, it's impossible to tell the difference between a real firearm um, and a, a BB gun or an imitation firearm. Sometimes even when they're in your hand, you're literally weighing up the difference, trying to look at them without getting too much in and without sort of starting to take them apart and, and clear them effectively to make them safe. Even at that point for experienced officers, it's difficult to tell. So you can imagine that with this weapon pointed about at people in the street, there's no way you could have known the difference. Um, well, that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. So anyway, that was the incident over safely. The people were arrested and the, and the gun was recovered, which was good. And because I was so young in service, I thought I was going to get in trouble. But in actual fact, I ended up getting a a chief constable's commendation for bravery which possibly wasn't deserved it was more stupidity on my part um but yeah from my point of view it came to quite a, a good conclusion um so it was a good start for me so that's the first incident over just about 10 minutes hopefully not too long and hopefully interesting to you if you like what you've heard then please subscribe and as i say roughly once a week i'll release a new story and uh, please come back if uh, if it was interesting for you thanks very much cheers bye